Hello, you're listening to the Wilson and Brown Hour with me, James Wilson, and my co-host, George Brown, who is absolutely fuming because less than an hour ago, West Brom absolutely battered Chelsea 5-2, so I can almost see him bubbling up with rage and fury as I talk. So how are you, George Brown? (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) I've been better. Um, But um, yes, hopefully the podcast will give me a... A little boost that I need on this exactly. um, dreary Saturday. Exactly. Just like everyone else listening to this podcast, you're going to get a massive boost and just sort of escape from all the worries and the and the goals that's con- conceded and you know all that kind of crap. You know, we're going to have a good laugh today. Um, welcome back, everyone. This is episode number five. Um, we're flying through these episodes, mate. Like it's 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 every time, but it just seems to roll around you know, every, you know, quicker than two weeks. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, we do have a the relatively new segment of Yay or Nay. So I think we just dive straight in with that. What do you say? I say, let's go for it. I say yay to yay or nay. Also, I also whatever George Brown says, I can't take him 100% seriously because just before recording, he mentioned that he looks like an anime character because he's on a new camera. And now he said that I can't stop thinking. <laughs> That he definitely looks like yeah. some sort of animation. It's really weird. We, like, I will try my best to explain it to you, listeners. I'm, I'm, I'm at home at the moment. I've um, gone back to my parents' house and I'm using my mum's actually quite high-tech setup. You know, she works from home. She's got all of the new toys and whistles. And the only thing is that either this camera is amazing and I've just never seen myself in, in, in this quality before, but I don't look real. <laughs> I look like I've been drawn or something. It's really weird. If, you know, like you're, you're part 5D, mate. I don't know what's going on. I know. It's, it's actually High a bit off I'm going to just look at you. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, I have to look at you because we're over Zoom. But, you know, I'll try and get past the fact that you don't look real. Um, and I we'll... don't look real. I really don't look real. <laughs> and not in a good sense either. Um, but we'll, no. start, we'll start with the, the yay or nay segment. So if uh, anyone doesn't know what I'm on about or what this segment's about. It's pretty simple. I'm going to list uh, five random topics um, and George is going to give his opinion on them and also confer. Um, So the first one, Harry Potter. Oh, I think it has to be yay, definitely. But I would, to, to give, what I actually think about Harry Potter is that if you still like it and are obsessed with it now and you're an adult, it's time to grow up. Um, because the reason I say yeah is because of um, my memories as a child. I loved Harry Potter. And one of my like sweetest childhood memories is that when the last book came out, my mum queued up at midnight to get it. And I woke up and the new copy was next to me on my bedside table, which is just such like a lovely moment of my life. And yeah. I read it all nice. that morning. I literally read it. I didn't get out of bed. I just read the whole book in one sitting on a random, I guess, Saturday morning. Um, and yeah, so no, I, I loved Harry Potter when I was a kid. Absolutely loved it. But then what happened is um, I grew up and other things started to interest me. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't say I have the same level of affection for it now. Yeah, because you have you read all of the books, by the way, because I, I read, I think, the first one. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, anyone that hasn't is a fraud. They're, they're not a um, real fan if you haven't actually read the books. I'm sorry to disappoint. I haven't read. I read the first book and that's it. I'm not going to lie. I just got a bit bored. Um, magic really. It's OK, but just reading it, I was like, oh, I don't really care. Oh, what, what a shame. Oh, unlucky. <laughs> um, but how do you because as someone who's read all the books, then how do they compare to the films? Because they always say that the book is better than the film um, um yeah I, I, i'm not going to slag the films off the films are, are good adaptations you know they're, they're, i think what they did is um whoever it was i think it was warner bros is the company that, that made the films what they did which was a really good idea is they just hired fantastic british actors to play all the main roles obviously not I, the kids the, i agree with you everyone apart from daniel radcliffe <laughs> yeah oh yeah no, no, that's what i was going to say 
<laughs> apart from the kids, because if you watch some of the kids' early acting, it's so bad. It is so bad. But that's not that, you know, they're children. I'm not going to shit on them. Um, but well, yeah, I'm not, to I'll, fill I'll, out. I'll, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is just the most wooden actor ever. And um, but for people that adore him and love him as Harry Potter, it's just because he's so bad. Like in the acting, when he's when he's fighting Voldemort and you're expecting him to like show some emotion, he's just there, like just... Uh, I'm just like, oh, come on, mate. Show, give me something to relate to here. Like, I'm supposed to care about you. Like, I'm, voting, I'm rooting for Voldemort. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but but to come back to your question, no, the the, the films are good adaptations. I like the films. I actually rewatched a couple of the films recently for the first time in like ten years, and I enjoyed them. Um, there are a couple of moments it just was so funny in hindsight. Um, but but the books would just as with every book, it just has more detail, more, you know, you're out, you're able to go into a level of detail that the films obviously can't. So yeah, read the books, you know. That's that's the, and don't and I just don't like the fact that people watch the films without reading the books in the first place. That's not the way you're meant to do it, you fraud. Oh well, it's just easier though, isn't it? It's easy. I mean the favorite my favorite one's um goblet of fire i think it's that one that's that's is that the one with um robert pattinson in it because that's classic um but no i'm not going to read the books i'm afraid so. yeah fair enough fair enough but i just mean like if you haven't watched the films i'm saying read the books first okay. and i'm also saying that you, you also picked the wrong one the best one by far and i think everyone agrees with this is the third one it's the prisoner of azkaban that's the best film oh really uh, well probably I can't remember last time I've seen them. But anyway, that's that. On to number two. Bit of a weird one, this one, because I don't know much about it myself. But here we go. Cryptocurrency. What do you think? What, as in like Bitcoin? Yeah, Bitcoin, or there's another one called Ethereum or something. But oh, no. I mean, bloody hell, we, we might need to invent a new category for yay or nay of just, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I have absolutely no expertise in the, I don't understand it is it real money how does it work I honestly I have no understanding of this and I saw I keep seeing these headlines like oh you can now buy Teslas with cryptocurrency like Elon Musk is accepting yeah. cryptocurrency is real currency but how I don't understand it's not real money so how does it work I don't understand James that's that's my biggest frustration I don't get it I don't understand how it works is it actually have any value and how do you get it and how do you lose it and how do you earn it how does it work I don't understand you know what mate when I put down cryptocurrency I was hoping for that kind of reaction and it's exactly what I got <laughs> do you know can you explain it to me please how oh, does God, it work no. oh, I have no idea it, it's a digital currency that will probably end up taking over the world at some point. Um, other than that, I, I just don't know. No idea. But is it real money, though? Is it real money? This is the thing I don't well, understand. Is it real money? I mean, you can't go to Asda's or Tesco's and just say, oh, I'll have a £3 meal deal, but here's some Bitcoin. I, you just you can't do that yet. But um, I know people that it's almost like a stock market as well, because you can invest in Bitcoin. And then obviously yeah. that market fluctuates and people have earned millions off of it. Um, but again, I, I was just merely after your reaction, mate, because it's the same as mine. I don't have a bloody clue. <laughs> so anyone that it, does I'm, I'm, not, I'm just talking out loud because obviously you can't answer these questions. But I thought, is it like when you have a Skybet account or something like that, where you you load your pay, you put your card details in so you can load real money on, but then the money essentially becomes currency on that site. So, for example, do you put in your card details and then that gets converted into cryptocurrency? So it is sort of like real money, but it exists in a different sphere. Because if that's the case, I get that. But I don't think that is the case. I think you, you just start without paying any money. So how does it have any value then? I, uh, this, is the, this is a world I mean, the that I have with this, though, next to no understanding of. Is that when someone seems to know what they're talking about cryptocurrency, they just fire random... Uh, you know acronyms and different words that you like you're supposed to already understand what they're on about i have not like for example i see on twitter a lot nfts no idea what that is but apparently that's really trending at the minute if anyone is out there knows what i'm talking about let me know NFT. Um, NFT. yeah apparently apparently not something like you can buy an image 
online but then everyone can still i don't i don't get it mate. i don't get it it's not for the likes of you and me either way <laughs> we'll be on our deathbed bloody <laughs> cryptocurrency what's that all about hey eh? all these young kids using it these days <laughs> i'm with you mate I, i'm never i don't i hope it doesn't take over the world because i won't be able to cope <laughs> I'm, I like normal money. <laughs> I, know, I know where I stand with that. I, I, I don't want this fake, weird shit. I don't, I don't, that, that, that's something I don't need to concern myself with. And also, I, I, I think some of my flatmates ha- have got this because uh, they, they invest it and they watch the stocks going on, that sort of stuff. Uh, that's another thing that I'm just, I, I, I don't have the ability because apparently you have to be like a risk taker. And I'm not a risk taker. Oh, well, from the last so, episode, we've established we are not gamblers at all. <laughs> no, no. But just as a person, you, I mean, you've seen me play poker. I, I'm not a risk taker at all. And I think essentially if you if you do well on these stock websites, you have to basically just gamble and risk it on, on yeah. something potentially coming good. And I would just never do that. I'd be like, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> well i mean so, you're the type yeah, of guy to be holding me. holding pocket aces in your hand and you'll be like oh yeah but but what's he got oh but it, is this any good <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's racing yeah, yeah. oh no i'll just fold i'm not having that <laughs> <laughs> no it's natural caution i, I i've always maintained it, it's going to serve me well if there's ever a zombie apocalypse i will be alive let me put it that way <laughs> hey, i well, will be alive at the end we're, we're a year into a all pandemic and you're still here, mate. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But all of these idiots who are into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin <laughs> and stock markets and whatever, they're the first ones to go because they'll be the chance takers ripped apart by zombies. I'll be in my hut in the middle of nowhere <laughs> eating canned food or whatever, and I will be. I will outlive you all. <laughs> that is the beauty of being cautious. Oh, what a quality of life you've got yourself for setting set up for, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh my god all right <laughs> moving on number three um festivals and by this i mean for example reading leeds glastonbury insert any other festival anyone that has been to what do you think <sighs> here we go I'm, by the way, this is... I'm going to take a deep breath here because james knows i feel quite strongly about this <laughs> It's nay, and there are a number of reasons for that. Okay, strap yourselves in. <laughs> right. Now, I like music. I said this, I said this in the last episode when, it, when we talk about musicals. I love music. It, quite frankly, I would have music on nearly every minute of every day. Life is better when music is on in the background. I love singing. It, it, music's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. However... Hmm. It is not worth spending, I would say a day, but it's like a weekend. Sometimes it's even a bloody week amongst thousands of idiots jumping around, (laughs) throwing beer over each other, off their tits on LSD or whatever crap they've taken. Well, the way those young kids have got these days. Whatever, whatever those bloody kids are doing these days with their LSDs and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the any any basically, listeners, just let you know, anyone that has ever worn a bucket hat, fuck off, basically. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you uh, and everything that you stand for. There's a chance that's about a quarter of our listeners, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I don't care. I don't care. You, All of you, listen to me. I'll say it again. Fuck off. You're not welcome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because sure. you are what's wrong with festivals. So, and, and not only that, right, I haven't th- I'm nowhere near finished on this ramp. Not only have you, so you've come back covered in piss. Like my flatmate was telling me he was at a festival once and someone just started pissing down his leg. And he was like, ah, oh, that's what the festival's all about. I was like, well, I don't want to go to one then. I'm, I'd like to go to places where people don't piss on me. Thank you very much. And then not only that, so you're covered in beer, you're covered in piss. You, 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 
you know, personal space has just been eradicated because everyone stands within on top of each other. And then at the end of all that, you think, oh, at least I can go back to a nice bed. But no, you've got to camp in the middle of a field, which is mostly shit and mostly mud. And you get like an hour's sleep before you wake. And if it rains, you probably wake up with some sort of river disease or something. And then, and like I said, not even nearly finished. Oh, wow. Like, really going. The, I guess the, the one counter argument for all of this is, yeah, but you get the experience of seeing music live. Right. This is my issue with music live. I have never seen someone, like whatever artist it is, perform their hit song when they're at a festival or a concert or whatever, how they actually sang it when I've listened to it on Spotify or whatever. They're always well, like, obviously oh, not they're, the they're same, by the way. It's obviously not going to sound the same. Well, I'd like it. Well, uh, yeah, well, th that's their fault. Like, I like the song when I listen to it. I want them to sing it that way, please. That's my issue. And well, and, and they'll, they'll mix it up and go for some weird melody change. Or yeah, something. because it's like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. It has to be part sing of the it how I like you to sing it. Be part of the scene, you know? I don't, I don't want atmosphere. I, I, I don't want atmosphere. <laughs> I like you. I like the song that you sing. Please sing it as I, as I have enjoyed it before. Jeez, it's it's right. basically. This is the analogy that I would give you, right? It's like having a, you go to this restaurant and you have the same, you order the same steak every time because you've, you've had the steak before and you love it. You're like, I love that steak. That's brilliant. You come yeah. back to the same restaurant and like, oh, we've got you the steak, but we've decided to cut it up and cover it in mayonnaise because we're trying something different. <laughs> what, what, why well, would you do that? Why would you do because, that? It's the same steak. You you'll never, hang on. You'll never ever see say for example i don't know give it justin bieber because i know how much you love him um say for example you see him live in concert if he did a remix of something his songs that wouldn't be a bad thing because it would be a unique experience that only you would have listened to and only everyone else around you enjoying the song like it's still the same it's still, if anything it's better because you, you're actually there at the performance and you can say you went instead of oh on this day i listened to this song on spotify on whatever day and also, can I just quickly point out, anyone listening, rewind this podcast about two and a half minutes and just think of the character Will from Inbetweeners and it's basically, <laughs> it is basically you. <laughs> I just got Will vibes from you that a whole segment, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not finished. I'm, I'm not finished. I told you, this is a long rant. I'm not finished. Right. Okay. And then, and then, and I hope you're listening, like, I assume our audience has now extended to some major recording artists. So if you're if you're out there, really, really pay attention to this bit, all right? Don't ever, ever, when you are singing one of your songs, go, come on, everyone, you know this bit, sing it back to me. I didn't come to hear me sing, dickhead. You sing the <laughs> fucking song. Why do they do that? I hate that so much. Like, literally, you pay God knows how much. Festival tickets cost hundreds of pounds. You go to see this artist that you love. That's the whole reason that all of this crap is worth it. And then they get you to sing the song. No, yeah. you yes. sing the song. Because you're a song. part of the song. You're a part of the experience, George, mate. Come on. You've got, <laughs> you can't just be like, I don't listen to me. It's not just you singing, though, is it? It's everyone there along with the, uh, the singer. Come on, you're a part of the experience, mate. Get involved. Everyone there isn't the recording artist. I don't care what they sound like. It's not their song. You sing it, bud. You sing the song. But th there are certain exceptions, okay? There are, I, I can think of about three songs where I would grant a special exception, which are mainly Oasis songs. So, for example, Don't Look Back in Anger, where the crowd sings, Oh, Sally Can Wait. That's sort of iconic as a song that the crowd sing. Okay. Fair enough. That's a song that deliberately encourages audience involvement. So yeah. I will make and loads of other artists that. also do that. So I don't know where you're coming from. Name though. okay. Name another. Name another one. Robbie name Williams. Another one. He does that all the time. Um, literally with, with, any with other angels. artist. Yeah. Because everyone uh, again, knows the chorus. Was, yeah. No. Do you know what? That was the other one I was thinking of. But beyond that, there are no songs that are deliberately designed for audience involvement. Well, they don't have sort to be designed. Like, Just if the people know the words. No, but they're, they're like evolved, really going to they, know the words because they're at the concert. If they didn't know the fucking artist, they wouldn't be at the fucking concert, would they? <laughs> they wouldn't know the song. That's not the reason. Yeah, but no. Yeah, yeah, no. No, 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 no. I feel so strongly about this. No, of course they know the words. Of course they know the words. That is irrelevant, though. That's absolutely irrelevant. It's like 
you know, basically, it's like me turning up to watch Chelsea play at Stamford Bridge and then being like, oh, you come and have a kick around, mate. Oh, you follow the games. You, you, what a ridiculous you, argument. You got yourself in the no, foot because you'd love that. You play. You'd love it, that. That is the same, it's the same principle. It's like, why on earth would I sing? Yes, of course I know the words and I'm happy to sing along, but you should be singing as well. Are you really so, saying that if Frank anyway, Lampard brought you on at Stamford Bridge, you'd turn the opportunity down? No chance. No chance, mate. I, I, if, if, if Tuchel had brought me on today, <laughs> they'd have done better, to be honest. But that's not the point. So, save it, save in it, conclusion, in conclusion, oh my God. <laughs> festivals equals a massive fucking nay. And anyone that goes to them, have a look at yourselves. We're not friends. Well, I, I didn't realise this had turned into the Wilson and Browner rants on about festivals for an hour. <laughs> But, well, I, I think we kind of got what you mean there, George, and you, you are a bit a bit of an insight into your opinion there. But uh, thanks for that. Um, I've taken a drink and I've calmed down now. What's yeah. the next one? <laughs> well, we are going to have to move on, otherwise we will go on all day. So, um, number four, as, as, as a bit of the breather or cool down, is really simple. It's not controversial. All right? Just nice and simple. What What is your opinion of wine? That could be red wine, white wine, anything. Um, yeah, yeah, nay, I don't, I don't, I don't like wine. <gasps> Disgusting. It, it's not. I mean, I have like again. This, this is another one like Harry Potter, where sort of like my opinion, and I need to take into account other people's opinions, which I'm obviously not. I'm not. I'm not willing to do that for festivals, but I am willing to do that for wine because. Um, like I, I have, I obviously have drunk wine. It's been fine, but it just would never be my drink of choice. And I'm sure it probably will be as the years go on because your taste buds evolve. Um, but just if you was if like if I was in a bar where I could order anything, I could order like a hundred things before I said, "Oh yeah, I have a glass of wine." Mm. So therefore, I sort of have to say nay. Um, but yeah. I'm, but I think that's one of those things that will just I will I will just get more into it. And, well, I think I think it's one of those drinks as well that um, is perfect for just uh, say if you're at a restaurant and you're ordering food, it, wine is the perfect accompaniment like um, to have alongside it, especially red wine if you're having meat, um, or if not, if you're a flexitarian such as myself, obviously we wouldn't know what that's about. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, what I mean? up there. Oh yeah, steak <laughs> and red wine, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying I have done in the past that's all um no but yeah I, I wouldn't be my go-to choice but you know but I love a bit of dark red wine you know just to relax chill out really you know uh, do you know do you know what I do have to say about wine back. actually which is that one thing I both enjoy about it and uh well and don't enjoy about it is that I do think it, it it's a whole other kind of drinking and it's a whole other kind of drunk wine drunk like literally people that get wine drunk, it, it, it really does hit you different. And, you know, it messes with your mind. Like people that are wine drunk are on another planet. You are somewhere else. <laughs> um, because I guess just the sheer strength of the alcohol and the way that you sort of consume it being slightly different, it just has an effect on the body. Um, because wine drunk is just, I don't know. I've seen some people in some unbelievable states off of, off of drinking yeah. just wine so which is both a good thing and a bad thing because it can be quite fun being around that so um yeah i just think that's interesting there's no other drink that can can do that in the way that wine can although apart from i know certain people at university that would go to tesco buy a three pound bottle of echo falls and class it as wine and try to be sophisticated get out what are you doing <laughs> With the straw, strawpedoing wine. Yeah, That's proper student living, isn't it, George Brown? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I, I have a, I have a distinct memory of, and I, I think she's probably listening to the podcast as well. Of someone um, <laughs> get, getting a bottle of wine, coming late to breeze, and then within like five minutes the whole bottle of echo falls had gone and i was like where the fuck did that go <laughs> um, so it, it is, oh it is a, like literally it, i think it's another thing echo falls is one of those things that girls in particular because you know stereotypically they will they tend to drink it more 
it, it, I, fair play to you, ladies. That is a lot of alcohol that you can consume very quickly. Well done. Yeah. It's impressive. <laughs> Obviously, you tend to be absolutely ruined afterwards, but <laughs> I appreciate the efforts during. <laughs> but then again, anyone could drink you under the table, couldn't they, George? Let's be honest. It doesn't take a lot. <laughs> I, I, I would be like, oh, good one, mate, except that you couldn't drink me under the table. <laughs> so I'm oh, not to be is that a challenge? Because that. that is most definitely <laughs> challenge accepted. Oh, come on then. At some point, <laughs> it's happening. Okay, let, let me just let me. I like this is such a boring conversation. For is, this yeah, we should move on. But, argue yeah. about who more. <laughs> but essentially, think about it. Honestly, think about it. How many times? Have you been the mess? And how many times have I been the mess? Uh, definitely occasions on both sides, but I do think you are the winner. <laughs> I, I would like to flip that argument and say it's because I drank more than you. Therefore, I would win in terms of... Anyway, I don't care. Moving on, moving on. Fine, I concede. You win. Sure. Congratulations. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right, to last yay or nay. This has been going on for ages, but anyway. Last one, theme parks, like Thought Park, Horton Towers. What do you think? Um, yay, yay. I think I think it's a it's a, it's an important yay just to prove that I do actually like fun. <laughs> um, yeah, you were struggling. Um, but, I'm not gonna lie, you you weren't posing yourself as a particularly fun person to be around the last half an hour, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Harry Potter, but I hate wine and festivals. And also, you then grew up out of Harry Potter, so anyone who likes it now to grow up. <laughs> oh yeah that's a good point yeah actually I, so, I feel like i've offended literally almost everyone that everyone could possibly listening be listening to this podcast, to this podcast has reason podcast. to hate you now basically <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i i do like theme parks the only thing i'd say about theme parks is like i think it's like a once a year treat sort of thing like yeah. it's not the kind of thing i could do regularly because it's, it's you know you would get bored of that then but yeah, definitely. No, I've always, I, would, I do like theme parks, even though, I mean, we can tell a funny story here, actually, because where was it? Was it, was it, again, it was on holiday in Spain, wasn't it? And uh, so when we went to the theme oh. park hungover. Yeah, it was like really was it hungover. Or something? We had like one hour sleep. We had one oh. hour sleep. Yeah. Got a coach there. And I'm, so I'm it. like I, scared. I actually, when we arrived, I, I felt so sick on the coach there. That when we arrived, I ran yeah. to the toilet and threw up immediately because I can't deal with this right now. And then when we said, you you said to me, oh, we're just about to go on that roller coaster. I looked at it and I was like, oh, I just shuddered. But then weirdly, afterwards, I felt better. It sorted me out. But that whole yeah, day yeah. was just a nightmare because we had like one hour sleep. We'd been out since, since like 6 a.m., come back, went out on a like two hour coach drive. Oh, that was that was pain. But the, the best bit, is uh, when I think it was me and Paul looked back at you and Liv at the back of the roller coaster and you were green. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the roller coaster, but you, you were literally yeah. a shade of yellow or green. Oh, if I had taken a photo of it, it would have been immortalised because it would have been brilliant. Well, I, I don't remember the name of the roller coaster either, but what I do remember is that it was Europe's tallest roller coaster. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't, so I like roller coasters, but I don't like heights. So, um, uh, for example, what's the one in, in Orton Towers where you just basically get shot all over the place? I, I can't remember the name now, but uh, well, a typical roller coaster, basically, traditional yeah. roller coaster. All for that, that's loads of fun. But the ones where they just drop you like oblivion at Orton Towers, yes, that is not yes. fun. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate oh, <laughs> And this place in, um, Ah, oh, and I won't be able to remember the name of the theme park, but it is quite a famous one, sort of north of Barcelona. It's on the tip of my tongue, and it might come back to me. But this this massive roller coaster was basically the one we went to, like Oblivion Times Two. Yeah, yeah, I, it was like Oblivion Times on, Two. This one, I thought it was Port Ventura. I think that's what it's called, isn't it? I did say that that's about two minutes yeah, ago. But clearly, you didn't hear oh, me. Yeah, again, just don't don't listen on a podcast. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this this um roller coaster that we're talking about at Porta Ventura was like two times the size of oblivion and it takes you so slowly up to the top and then it lets you hang yeah it lets you hang so you can see 
how far you're going to drop <laughs> and then you just ah, just plummet and i remember when, when the, what um james is referencing when him and paul looked back and saw my face i closed my eyes because I, I hated it so much opened them briefly was like i'm gonna faint and close my eyes again <laughs> <laughs> you did that's what you just slumped in your chair me and paul uh, loving it like, not looking around not fun at all. No, no. I'm all for that. I'm a proper adrenaline, I wouldn't say adrenaline junkie because like, you know, within reason. But for example, two or three years ago, I uh, did a skydiving event and oh my God, that was brilliant. I just can't see myself or can't see you ever doing that alongside with me because <laughs> the, the, just when you're on the edge of the plane and you fall out and like that like initial 30 seconds where you're just free falling, to, like plummeting towards the earth, it is the most terrifying but thrilling thing I've ever done. Oh, I mean, yeah, to be fair, if anyone's well, asked out there's done like skydiving, you obviously know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, try it out. Honestly, brilliant. Um, and yeah, I, I, I would, do, I would do skydiving. I honestly would. Really? I was, um, yeah, I would. The one I wouldn't do is is bungee jumping. That I think is actually mm. worse because you have to jump. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not actually the feeling of falling that I hate. It's 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 the action of like leaving or dropping in whatever jumping over the edge, yeah. And skydiving, of course. I, I mean, I mean, you would know. Of course, you know better than me. You've actually done it. But that I I am sure that those first that first ball is is just exhilaratingly terrifying. But that seems better to me than jumping and dropping. Oh, straight. I don't know. I mean, when you're in the plane, obviously they don't mess about. You just go straight up and you know there's only one way to come back down. And then you've got the guy like showing the watch at which altitude you're at and come around saying, oh, we're at 12,000 feet. We're at T minus one minute to, to jump. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is terrifying. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. So you want to go, all right, we'll book it. And then the night before, okay. yeah. I'm up under the table. <laughs> put, put my money where my mouth is. Yeah, I would go skydiving. I, I actually would. That's the thing. You've got, I mean, I say I'm scared of heights. You, you sort of do have to face your fears. I, I am sort of a believer in that because as much as you hate it whilst you're doing it, it's probably a good thing in the long term. So, yeah, no, I, I stand by that. Book skydiving. I'm in. Brilliant. I'd love to see it. All right. So that's end of the A on A. I can't remember how many. I'm pretty much three nays, I think. I don't really, it doesn't matter people listening will find out but um i actually want to talk to you george now about something i sent you about a week or a week and a half ago and i wanted to save it mostly for the podcast um as soon as i reference it you'll know immediately what i'm talking about so it was when i was about 10 years old and i think i was in year six and uh <laughs> it it, I can't even remember the assignment, but it was obviously for school. And um, we were tasked with writing a short poem. And I've got it with me here. So for all the listeners, you know, that's on the edge of their seat. Don't worry. I'll let you know what it is. Um, would you like to read that, George Brown? Oh, um, well, well, as, as the actor and as... Um, actually, no, you know what? I'm going to read it out. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll, do, to... we'll do a stanza each, shall we? Good idea. Good idea. You you kick us off, Wilson. Okay, great. So this is from James Wilson, aged 10 years old, year six. And the poem's called Rage. Rage filled my eyes. Tears stung my face. My mind was going crazy in this cold, deserted place. Stanza two. This is my hope, my burning desire, but that was now fading along with my fire. I wish I could die, just fall on the floor, for I could not take it a minute more. My fire is now gone by this man and his cane, and I started to think I would never see my mother and father again. Oh, tell you what. <laughs> I've got goosebumps, mate. <laughs> it is actually, I mean, it's the angstiest thing I've ever <laughs> seen or read. But it's sort of genius. It genuinely <laughs> is quite good. Literally, I don't know what was going through 10-year-old James Wilson's head because 
It is filled with self-despair. He's very concerned about his own existentialism. It's almost like a midlife crisis at 10 years old. I don't know what was what I was going through. But I feel sorry for myself at a younger age. I don't think this ever happened to anyone before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's like Edgar Allan Poe at 10. It's crazy. It's like, who am I? Why am I here? What does it all mean? Yeah. <laughs> also, like it's actually brilliantly written. Like I've just even analysed it because, you know, us being English students, with that, yeah. that is what you do. And just sort of analysing the rage that is his hope, because that's the only thing that's keeping him going, this feeling that's making him feel alive. And then towards the end, the the rage is gone and so he just wants to fall on the floor and die and then there's who is the man in his cane by the way what is the man, that man? The, man in his, the man in his cane is the bit that, that that's keeping me awake at night so i have to say <laughs> it's it's an image that stays with you who are who is this man and his cane, and his cane. You know, what what does it mean is that rage in itself what oh. what does it represent Oh, it's 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 actually genius. And the sad thing is, I don't think I've written a better piece of work since. <laughs> it's it's really depressing. I'm so things. glad. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought it up. I honestly, when you sent it to me and I first read it, I was like, that is probably the best thing I've ever read. Because both in terms I, of how hilarious it is and actually the quality of the work. <laughs> I couldn't I, I feel like I'm not as in touch with my internal emotions now at 23 yeah. than I was at 10. How could I have a more better understanding of myself at 10? <laughs> it's bizarre. Oh my God. It, uh, no, no, absolute gold. Honestly, the world's most angsty and existential 10 year old ever. <laughs> so just the feeling of like loneliness. I'm never going to see my mother and father again. Oh God, my heart's breaking for the poor lad. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I, I think, I was thinking about this last night when I was like going over it again, and I think the man and his cane must be because um, I did a short film. I can't remember how old I was, but we filmed it on the Isle of Wight. And in fact, I got the, this job because um, I was I filmed an episode. I was in an episode of Holby City about nine years old, um, and uh, mm -hmm. soon after that, the one of the producers of that got me in touch with someone else. And we filmed this short film because she thought I'd be perfect as this um, chimney sweep called Valentine Grey. And it's uh, it's a real story about this poor chimney sweep in Victorian London who uh, would, was sold from an orphanage to, a, you know, a, a, like had a master, I guess, a, an important businessman at the time. And the short film was about the kind of abuse and things that he would receive from this master and like he had a cane. So that's the only link I can think of. And what's interesting about the short film as well is that that was kind of the first start of the movement towards um, improving child uh, healthcare and sort of welfare for uh, younger people in general um, and not making them work in factories for you know 20 hours a day and whatever. But you know that otherwise I just, I hope, I hope that's the link because if not, what where i'm getting getting this man and his cane from who's just abusing me in this dark place i, I don't know <laughs> yeah but that's that's the beauty of it and spoken like a true english student here but that's you know that that is poetry whatever it means it has now become such a universally understood symbol of oppression that it represents something so so much more everyone in their lives james has this man and his cane in some way or another it works on so many levels mm. also also sorry i i let you um and obviously let you finish there because that's actually just a really interesting story and a really cool thing but so i've got to pick you up on one thing valentine gray that was the character's name yes yeah the the, the character is called valentine gray. gray and also the short film is called Gav oh. valentine gray as well part of the uh sort of archive tv project that is my porn star name valentine gray <laughs> 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 what a way to bring the tone think, down george <laughs> if you ever what, what's it what's it called where that um you've got to sign up and often actors change their names uh you'll know what's it called what's that? equity is that it or equity yeah i thought you meant officially is deep poll but also equity yeah. or or yeah spotlight well there you go mate yeah i remember you asking me before what what do i need to call myself ready made valentine <laughs> gray valentine gray starring in hang on, blah, blah, blah. Hang on. You, you're there. Hang on. because you said 
<laughs> Valentine Grey would be the name of your porn star. That's really not in the right tone, considering we're talking about child abuse. That's just not in the. <laughs> that's not where you want it to be. Like, how does your mind go from that to? I'm just saying it's a great name. It works on so many levels (laughs) (laughs) in all forms of entertainment. That's that's my point. Valentine Gray can be anything he wants to be. That's my point. (laughs) I think you might be the man and his cane mate because Jesus Christ, that is horrific. Uh, can we please move on from this please I, yeah what, what have you brought us into and i don't know how to get out of <laughs> i will put my cane away don't worry oh please do i've, I've seen enough lad i've seen enough I've been tortured for so long oh gosh right moving on is there anything other than that you would like to talk about or uh you know mention on the podcast no no not at all i mean i i'm sure i could find some um little little stories to 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 give you but i'm aware that a we overrun the wilson and our brown wilson and browner out wilson and browner hour that's it um also oh oh, i know one thing we've got to mention shout out to um to my sister who and we as we both know from last night does listen to this podcast who oh, yeah? drunkenly came in yesterday when we were when we were on a call <laughs> and said James Wilson James Wilson I just want to say I love the Wilson and the Browner hour <laughs> and no it was the Browner wasn't it Wilson and the Browner yeah the Browner <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was brilliant. Because we we're we were on a Zoom call, uh, having a few drinks last night with a few other lads. And uh yeah, that was that was a nice little cameo appearance from your sister indeed. <laughs> yeah. James. Starring role. <laughs> James, James Wilson. <laughs> I just yeah. want to say I'm a huge fan of the Wilson and the Brown Hour. Every time I've seen your sister over Zoom for like the last two two years, she's absolutely been, you know steaming as every alcoholic. good student should be of course um, <laughs> um but yes no sorry quick quick segue there but yes no, i think i know that we've got some stuff to talk about in the realm of football so um, yes i have not yeah, well, well i'd like to because the last episode did go on for so long and we still didn't finish everything we want to talk about so um i think we will talk about football but first i think I, there is one thing i want to say because I've been I've been hearing it throughout this whole podcast, but I'm not sure. Can you hear it, George, as well? I, I don't know if you can, but it sounds like it sounds like someone saying it's coming home. I, I don't know. Can you hear anyone saying that? I, it's coming home. Oh, there it was again. Oh, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> well, just 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 a, a constant thudding in the back of my mind. It's there. It's there. It's coming. What will what will occur? I assume you want to talk about England. Yeah, yes, I do indeed. <laughs> I could I couldn't keep a straight face anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I do believe it is indeed coming home. Uh, three out of three over the international break. Very good, very good performances from the lads. Um, I generally do think we've got a great great shout to win the Euros, mate. I don't think we've had a better chance. The the donkeys years. As long as he picks the right players, um, yes, yeah, I mean, and and one of them has to be Lord Lingard, of course. Oh, oh let's not. I'm not even going to dignify that with the spot. If he, if he gets <laughs> in the squad ahead of Madison or Greenwich, Southgate, I mean, what have we got? But um, uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm when it comes to this, I'm the most naive, optimistic person. I can I constantly get sucked into believing England yeah. are going to win. Um, I think there are better sides in the tournament than us. I think Portugal, France, Belgium are all probably better. But if we can just get to the semis, if we can get to the semis, then we'll have a home semi-final, possibly with all English fans, because I don't think they'll let fans travel internationally. Yeah, we'll have a massive home home advantage. We will never get a better chance if we do get that far. Um, uh, who knows? Who knows? But can you just imagine after the rough year mm. that we've all had? And I know that every country has had the same. But can you imagine the scenes when all restrictions are lifted and then England win the European the Championships? Euros. We on may. Home turf. 
we may lose oil. more people to binge drinking than we have to COVID <laughs> in like two days. It could be a purge or something. It could be absolutely people could get could get uh, messy. Yeah, I mean, it would just be the the perfect up story arc, wouldn't it? From this year of just utter shite to then light at the end of the tunnel. That is Euro twenty twenty one. And we, yeah, it would just be brilliant. Hyde Park would be filled. I'm probably going to be there. Never been before. I know uh, me, yourself, and a few other friends are talking about we all want to go Hyde Park and like spray beer all over each other. But of course, you won't be going to that because you hate the festivals and like the beer and the mud and everything. So of course, we won't be seeing George Brown at this particular event. He'll be watching it on no, his Sky Sports or something. <laughs> if, if, if Mason Mount scores a free kick, to put England 1-0 up against Belgium or France. I, honestly, you, you could throw sick over me. I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it could be beer, piss, whatever you like, lads. <laughs> if that happens, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, you know, I just hope we don't have any major injuries because I think if Kane, for example, does get injured, okay. yeah, we're, we're in trouble. We're in real, real big trouble. Um, but uh, well, I was going to go through who do you think would be in the uh, squad for the Euros, but we've kind of already done that recently, haven't we? Um, but the, I guess the major talking points was I had Trent and Trippier, you had Reese James and Trent, I think, in at right back. Um, yeah, I think we both took Walker because he can also play right centre back, didn't we? But yeah. as as the actual right backs, um, I think you've got to take Reese James. I think. Um, he brings something that the others don't. And, and the argument for Walker is that he brings a physicality mm. that the others don't, which I which I believe. But have you seen the size of Reese James? We're not struggling with physicality when he's in the team. He's an yeah, absolute he, unit. Walker's more experienced, I'd say, and it, it does actually mean a lot, especially on the international stage. Um, and plus, he can yeah, play. I, I, mean, I, I, I think he's a better, just a better defender at the minute than Reese James. Reese James is a bit unreliable, especially in that in that game this this morning. You know, West Brom, he, he got absolutely done at one point. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be against taking Reese, but you know, I, I also picked Walker. I, I also picked Walker. That that that, that wasn't the argument. Uh, yeah, who I mean, James. Phil Foden has to go. Obviously, he's he's just an incredible talent. Whenever you see him play, he's just brilliant. I mean, when Pep said a few years ago, he's the uh, English Iniesta or someone said it I was like yeah okay come on though how many young prospects does England have and that all turned out to be pace merchants that can't finish or do anything with it but he seems to be the real deal for the first time in well you know forever we've had never had a proper good playmaker like like Phil Foden I don't think um but yeah there's anything else you wanted to talk about in regards to England? Well, no, no, absolutely. I'm not, I mean, I think Foden will go. I don't think there's any argument about that. I think it's or just England again. Um, what what's the thing I feel? Hmm, uh, anything I would add on England? I think it comes down to formation. I think we've looked better in a four, and I think the main thing will not be us scoring goals. I think we'll definitely score goals with Kane and all of the creative players that we've actually got. It's whether we can actually keep them out at the other end. And I do think that whatever defence we pick, that will be the problem. Yeah. I agree. Well, here's to uh, England winning in the Euros. Can't wait for that. Um, now, moving on to something else that I want to talk to you about, football related. I sent you a photo prior to the podcast and it's not a surprise or anything. It's just a list of players um, I'm also going to read them out on the podcast, but just so you have a list yourself, George. Um, okay. Now, I'm going to start. Um, basically, it's a list of strikers from the Premier League uh, era. And I want you, George, to give me your top three strikers of the Premier League. Now, this photo I've got is from BT Sport. It's what they tweeted out and put on their socials about a week ago. Uh, it was around when Aguero announced he was leaving Manchester City. Uh, on Monday, I think. So about a week ago, from the time of recording. And um, yeah, basically, give me your top three. And, and I'll quickly read out who we've got, just so everyone knows who we're talking about. So the candidates are Thierry Henry, Sergio Aguero, Van Persie, Rooney, Michael Owen, Luis Suarez, 
Harry Kane, Drogba, Eric Cantona, Van Nistelrooy, Alan Shearer, and Burkamp. I think that's a pretty decent list if you ask me. But um, yeah, so top three, who you're picking? Okay. Well, bear in mind I haven't pre-prepared this. I'm literally looking at them now. I, I've got two certainties, and the third one is the challenge. The mm. first one in is the first name that you read out, and anyone who disagrees with this, you are wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's Thierry Henry. Yeah. yeah. Who I think Jamie Carragher was, yeah, Jamie Carragher was speaking about him in the week and saying he's not just the best Premier League striker ever, he's the best Premier League player ever. And I probably agree with that. I don't know if anyone's hit the level consistently that he hit yeah. at his best at Arsenal. It was like um, four fights and, 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 years, wasn't it? Exactly. And, and the thing with Henri is that not a lot of these players on the list had mad goal-scoring records, obviously. But Henri got like 30 goals and 20 assists in the same season. That is unbelievable. Like, he wasn't just an out-and-out striker. He also created chances for his teammates. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah. Just pace, power, skill, everything you would want. And to be honest, it was probably like a bit before my time of watching football regularly as well. But even with that, he, he's got to be in. He's definitely in there. And the other one is probably more controversial, but I feel quite strongly about this, is Wayne Rooney. Um, really? Okay. Because I just think he is... I, I, like, it's funny how these things happen, but I actually think he's the most underappreciated or underrated player oh, yeah, definitely. possibly he's, he's of the, the Premier League underrated, underrated player yeah. possibly ever no one seems to really brag yeah. about him when they talk about records or anything they just seem to brush him off as oh yeah Wayne Rooney come his own entity in, in certain respects but yeah no I do agree with you I, I wouldn't have put him on my initial two um, but we'll get on to that but I can't deny that Rooney is a fantastic player who is severely underrated, almost criminally underrated. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 no. And talk about just levels of consistency. He did it for Everton at 18. Moved to, a, had a big money move at the time, 27 million, I think it was, to Man United, and was consistent throughout the whole time he was there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't praise him enough, to be honest. And that's coming from... No, <laughs> a Premier League rival, West Ham fan, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know you. You said what I was going to say in terms of the longevity of him is just ridiculous. I mean, a he should he should get like iconic status for being Manchester United and England's all time got top goal scorer. You know, that's that in itself is scarily good. Mm. Um, but it's more the longevity, like for like for basically, it was almost um, what 15, 16, 17 seasons he was consistently getting between 10 and 20, even 30-some season goals. and But more than that, his all-round game. You know, he dropped back into CDM and started playing long passes. Like, he could do anything. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I just... And it, but what's weird is that I think most people would put Omri on their list, but I don't think most people would put Rooney, and I just don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, crazy. We'll, we'll talk about who my pick was. I was, I was going to go with uh, Alan Shearer. Um, and it's, I guess if you were to, to pick two, at least, they would be, I think, the majority of everyone's picks. Um, just because he did, he was a brilliant player. No, one, no one's doubting that. They're all brilliant players. But the amount of records he's broken um, and also the fact that he won the Premier League with Blackburn in 95, then went to Newcastle, but turned down Manchester United. And obviously, had he gone to United, he would have become arguably an even better player. Um, he would definitely would have won more things, more trophies, Premier Leagues. Um, and yeah, he was just clinical, right? You know, to the point where he, he's the most, got the most goals scored in the Premier League. I still think he's got that record. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. By quite a long way as well. Like but the, the, only thing I say with, the only thing I'd say with Shearer, right, unpopular opinion here, is, is he just the record? Like, I'm with you. I know everyone puts Shearer in there. Yeah, like, He's always in the all-time Premier League team, and rightly so, because as a striker, no one has scored more goals than him, and his record is scarily good. But is it just that? Is it, like, just an excuse? Like, no one even thinks about it. They just think, oh, Shearer's got the most goals. He has to go in up front. And what I would say is he scored a lot of goals at the start of the Premier League, you know, when that era began. 
like 92 to about 96, 97. That was when he was consistently scoring like 35 goals a season. Amazing, of course. I mean, that was a different thing. competition. But it's still a hard thing to achieve. It's not the Premier League of the day. No, yeah, it's still a hard thing to achieve, but there's a reason that no one scores 35 goals every season now because it's harder. Mm. So I feel but, so but, bad. But, like, but it's yes. such an unfair thing to but say. That's, that's where you kind of talk about because it was the Premier League era. Like, it, it's obviously changed to what it is now, but it still was the Premier League. So when you're comparing players that played within that Premier League era, he was part of it. So, yes, it's changed. But he still bagged 30 goals a season um, playing in the Premier League era. So, you know, yeah, I kind of do get where you're coming from. But I mean, he was going to be my third option, by the way. He was going to be my really? third option. Oh, okay. It was between him and, um, sorry, it just came off my screen. It was between him and Aguero for um, my third spot. And I think it's. You know, it's really harsh not to pick Shearer, even though of what everything I've said. But just a shout out to Aguero, who um, A, provided the Premier League's best ever moment, um, and B, just the consistency over the last 10 years has been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And, and it's going to be yeah. weird seeing him not play for City. Well, you say that, he's not really played much this season. I think he's started about four times um, and then come on as sub for about five minutes. Uh, I See, the, the thing is for me, that, so my first two, to make it clear, was Jerry Henry and then Shearer. And then the third one was tough. It, it obviously was between Rooney and Aguero for me. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Rooney, though, because Aguero... Talk about Aguero. He's been injured far too many times. And I feel like had he not been injured so much, he would have gone into even greater heights. And that's not his fault, obviously. It's not his fault he gets injured or he has an injury-prone body. But I just think... If you had to, uh, if we are comparing them and we have to, I think Rooney's just slightly edges it, just out of also things he won, like he's won a Champions League. Um, he's won multiple, I mean, I know Aguero has won multiple Premier Leagues, but yeah, yeah. I will say is, is also underrated. The, 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 the thing I would just say with the difference between Rooney and Aguero, Rooney has more to his game than Aguero does. Aguero is just a goal scorer. And mm. What a goal scorer, you know, what a goal scorer. <laughs> what yeah. a goal scorer. But, but like I said, Ro- Rooney had could honestly play anywhere, genuinely. Like, had one of the he's one of the best passes the Premier League's ever seen, Wayne Rooney. Mm. Um, and you know, it, there were games where he used to tackle it, like the clip in America when he was past it in like 36, when yeah. he sprints back, makes the tackle, and then hits a pinpoint 50 oh, yard pass, diagonal ball across to the header. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not even that old. That's why he's not even that old, by the way. Really? I, no, I know. And, and obviously yeah, gone into management. Good luck to him at Derby as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also people talk about iconic goals. Oh, Aguero scored that um, Premier League winning goal back in 2012 against QPR. I was like, yes. But Rooney scored multiple iconic goals. The the Derby against City with the overhead kick. Um, one against West Ham where he scored from the halfway line, for example. And that was coming towards the end of his career, let alone in the team he played in about 2008, 2009, when you had Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez. I mean, that's just ridiculous, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Um, and the rest of that team. Yeah. Um, just incredible. Um, yeah, so that's my pick. Yeah. The, the only other one I'm going to give an honourable mention to here, and even as, even as a Chelsea fan, Drogba doesn't get in the top three. He doesn't match the levels of consistency of the three that we've picked. But I would add the caveat that if I was to pick a team for a one-off game, let's say you've got a final, Drogba goes straight oh, in. He was them. number one big game player, wasn't he? The best big he game just, player of all time. He just turned yeah. up consistently in a big game. I, 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 think he's, I think he's played like, I think his record is he's played in eight finals, scored in seven of them, and overall scored 10 goals. So that's eight finals played, 10 goals scored. That is just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's just a menace to play. Because I remember um, I saw recently, who is it? Was it James Collins? I think it was for, for West Ham when he played. And he said, oh, whenever I came up against Drogba, I knew Drogba was on the team sheet the following day. He used to, oh, anyone else, I don't mind. But Drogba is a different animal. So not an exact quote, but you know, different league. Drogba at the time on his game because um, he was. Yes, he'd be my. 
it'd be my honourable mention. Just, just, just a little love fest for Didier there. Get, get your name out there. And it is also, by the way, so hard to to pick these different players because there are. I mean, Suarez, for example, 14, 2014, just incredible. The amount of goals he scored for that Liverpool side and how they didn't win the Premier League is beyond me. Yeah. Uh, Harry Harry Kane's an interesting one. I want to talk about briefly because he's got the potential to even break Shearer's record. So that's something to consider. And he could go on in five years' time, say if he wins England the Euros and eventually wins Tottenham something, or even goes to a bigger club in the Premier League, say, you know, Man City, need a striker if they don't get Haaland, or whoever, he could become, you know, in my top three for greatest Premier League strikers of all time. Absolutely right, mate. I, I would I would go further than that. I would say that by the end of Harry Kane's career, he'll be the greatest Premier League striker of all time. Because I think he'll be, if he stays in the Premier League, he'll beat Shearer's record. And then the Shearer argument is devalued because there's no doubt Kane has more to his game than Shearer. Um, so, so Kane just gets in automatically. Um, and then he'll, like, he'll probably have played in what? Coming up to 15 seasons again in the Premier League, he will be the Premier League's greatest ever striker. I am convinced of that. Um, but but obviously he's not there yet. So well, he has to win something number. first, doesn't he? He has to win something, and he's got a final coming up against Man City, so that'd be interesting. Um, but I think that wraps us up for today. I don't know how long we've been going for. Do you know, George? I think it's almost an hour, maybe. Just, just gone past the hour. Just gone past the hour. Really? Okay, brilliant. Perfect timing then. So. Um, I'd just like to say thank you for everyone who has listened to today's podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I will I have set up a, an Instagram account for the, po- for the podcast, but I'm going to try and get some traction on that. So uh, by the time this is out, I would have made some uh, significant improvements on that site. So if you want to give that a follow, it will be the Wilson and Brown Hour on Instagram. Um, and yeah, if you've got any final words, George. Or you just like to say, I just want to say thank you all for listening, and I will see you in two weeks' time. Fantastic! Thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching. That was easy for me to say, and uh, yeah, take care, guys.